Welcome to Thinking Reimagined. Thinking Reimagined is a unique platform for thoughts provoking intergenerational dialogue in a diverse and inclusive setting with a focus on impactful change in the global workplace and community. Our stakeholders' conversations aim to spark thought, leadership, curiosity, engagement, collaboration, and learning amongst individuals, teams, and beyond. Enjoy, Enjoy this episode. episode and subscribe to Thinking Reimagined on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and other outlets. I'm, I'm happy to be here and it's good to see you all. So, you know, I, I still love people brandish, uh, you know, high-tech phones these days. Everyone is going online. Um, do you think we're actually aware of how much threat we're exposed to in the real sense of it? Yes, um, like Dr. Amos said, since the COVID um, saga, like I call it, everyone has been more aware of um, being online and um, the digital age. But what I want to go down to is the, I want to come down to this level that it's not always the outsiders that cause this or what I call them cyber criminals. It's not only the outsiders. Sometimes it's from our own inner circle. Um, if you don't protect your password, or if you give your um, computer, laptop, or phone, or if you're in a cyber cafe, you have access, you're giving these criminals access to your phone. People send texts all the time. And I, I know a lot of people that are always clicking something. When you click on that link, you are sending a message to whoever is trying to hack your phone or whoever is trying to get into your phone. You're giving them access. So all those messages like you have one, I'm coming down now to the basic level. You have one um, 200,000 Naira or you're, you're getting your COVID um, palliative, whatever, whatever. There's a message that goes around. You collect your 50,000 Naira, collect this. When you click on those links, you are giving access of your phone, your laptop, whatever um, device you're using to that to those people. Or sometimes you get um, a code, like click on this code and give access for something, something that's been sent to you. And out of curiosity or ignorance or whatever, you click it. So sometimes it's not only from the outside, because when we think of criminals, we think of the outsiders. But it could be from your inner circle. You're in a group. I hate those groups with a passion. You're in a group, and you, when you're in a group, there's like 250 members. You only know two people in that group. So those 250 members, out of that, like 50 members have access to your information, to your line. So uh, it's not always from the outside. So let us just be aware that it's not always from outside. We ourselves give access to cyber criminals. And we're doing so unknowingly. Now let's talk about ransomware. Nadim Chidia is um, the chief operating officer of Cooling.ng, an internet service provider with nationwide presence covering the whole of Nigeria. Uh, through a customer-centric culture, he has led Cooling to become one of the leading ISPs in Nigeria, targeting all sectors from 
NGOs, enterprises, government oil and gas, providing solutions to the complex requirements. And uh, he perhaps knows more and he can tell us more about uh, this troubling development. Nadim, we're told that even with more government involvement, ransomware attacks uh, happening every 11 seconds. Last year, there are over 400 million attempted ransomware attacks in the US alone. And um, there's just a huge increment in the occurrence. So why has it become so rapid? Well, let me start by giving a, um, a small example. Uh, just like you stated, uh, Nifemi, thank you for the introduction, first of all. So we serve mainly the enterprise sector in Nigeria. And funny enough, or let me say, unfortunately, three days ago, a customer of ours was attacked by a ransomware. So unknowingly, they actually had the file sitting on their network for quite a period of time. And all of a sudden, on Tuesday afternoon, the attackers, the hackers, decided to activate the ransomware. So the way the ransomware works, if I may just pitch in here, you got three major ways of getting it into your system. One is you receive a phishing email. So at that point, you receive an email with a link that says, oh, you have one, just like Peter said, you have one something from Amazon, but you look at the link and it's not really Amazon, it's a different link. Or, oh, you have been detected um, accessing uh, uh, illegal websites and you are advised to click on this link and then change your password. And when you do that, the password goes in the wrong hands. Um, another way is you go through these bogus websites. So you get this link, which looks real, but it's not. If you really look at the, the actual um, uh, URL, and then when you click on it, a file automatically gets installed on your system and you don't know what's going on. So that's what happened to our customer. And then the, the hackers got a hold of the administrator's password. And then they were able to disable their uh, antivirus, the enterprise antivirus, endpoint security, and get access to their servers. At that point, they encrypted all the files on the server, including the backup. So uh, the mistake that also our customer made was to keep the backup connected to the main server instead of disconnecting it after it's done with the backup and having a uh, backup to the backup. So when this happened, they lost access to all their files. Now. How did that happen? Very simple. They have more than, so they bought licenses for 350 devices, but they have more than 500 devices on the networks. So they had more than a 50, more than 100 devices that were unprotected, exposed to a high risk, and that's exactly what happened. One of the users brought in a file on a USB flash drive, unknowingly, put it on the system, on the, the network, the hackers got access to it and that's how they were able to penetrate now you spoke about the impact worldwide if you think of nigeria alone based on a survey that was conducted last year of 5400 enterprises 22 percent of nigerian enterprises that were interviewed were affected by ransomware in 2021 and that's a big impact now no matter what the government does it is not enough unless if we start educating ourselves on how to protect ourselves from this ransomware. Just like Peter said earlier, it starts from within. Most ransomware attacks and hacks are caused by uh, 
in their inside their mistakes or rookie mistakes that we can easily avoid. This client of yours, you get a remedy. So they had two options. One option was to pay off the ransom to the hackers in bitcoins. The other option was to just reformat everything because they lost access to their files. So if you call that a remedy, not really because they had to reinstall everything afresh. Paying the ransom was not an option because there was no guarantee that if they did pay the ransom, they would get access back to their files. Are you saying there are no other alternatives than to protect yourself and your organization from such intrusion? So the only alternative is to take all the precautions you can because once you're hit, you're hit. You have two options. One is you pay the ransom to your uh, hackers, to your hostages, to your um, kidnappers, if you put it this way, or you decide to just let go of all your information if you have a backup, you're good to go. You can restore the information or you just lose everything and start afresh. Now, the, the pain is whether you pay the ransom or you decide to start everything afresh, you're paying money because time is money. Taking the time to reinstall, reconfigure your whole network and restoring your files, that's a lot of time wasted. Every day of gone, of uh, unproductive time gone, will cost you more than that ransom. You mentioned earlier about how, you know, these stops get on our computer systems, um, um, malicious links, you, you know, um, some attachments via mails and stuff like that. Perhaps you can help the listener understand how to identify these Sure things. thing. So the first thing you should always look at uh, many of us, I'm sure some of us have experienced that we get an email from our own email address or from an email address to someone we, that looks similar to someone we know. And then we open the file, the mail, uh, we open the mail rather, and the mail looks very genuine and says, uh, Dear Nadim, dear Nifemi, find attached the purchase order for the quotation that was sent. So this is sent to me as an employee in Coolink, for example. And it looks genuine. I open it, and next thing you know, it's a virus. But when I look deeper, when I look at the actual email address, it is not the actual sender. It did not come from Nifemi or from Peter. It came from a random address, but they spoof it. So they disguise themselves as somebody else, and they're able to uh, fool us into opening that attachment. So the first thing you should always do when you receive an email is check the actual address it was sent from. That's the first thing. Now, secondly is when you receive a link, sometimes what those uh, hackers or wannabe hackers do is they, they also disguise the uh, actual address. So instead of Google, they put G00GLE. And uh, initially we don't notice that it's G0, we think it's GO, we just click on the link. And at that time it's too late. Uh, others, what they do is they replicate the page of Amazon or Google or Hotmail and then when you click on the link it asks you for your username and password. So it looks so real and so genuine you put in the details you click on submit it's gone. So how do you identify them? Always pay attention to the email address and the actual website address before you do anything. So that's for identification but there are other measures we can take to avoid this because one thing to bear in mind Nifemi and just like that Dr. Ama said earlier 
and the whole lockdown and the whole work from home uh, environment we're in now, our kids and our partners have access to our devices. And our kids just click on any link they see, any pop-up, they just click on it, and then it leads to a disaster. So we can talk more about that later on if you want, Nifimi. Absolutely. Well, I think this is a fascinating discussion because we're not only creating awareness here, but we should also think about some of the solutions that we want to offer people because that's going to be very critical. Um, I was speaking to somebody the other day who said, you know, she, she liked a dress or she was buying a garment and she clicked on it. And before she knew it, she had literally given access into her account. And by the time she turned around, you know, the money had already been taken from her account and she had no recourse because she had clicked on that to make that purchase. Um, so it, it's just coming in all forms and, and variations and, uh, you know, educating, uh, we've all said this, educating people, the children, not to click on these things, the team members particularly, because, you know, we don't always stop to look carefully at that address. Is it, is it really Google or is it something else? I've got about three accounts that are on my email that I think are suspicious and I haven't opened it because to the best of my knowledge, I didn't order those things. I, I shouldn't be receiving those emails and they're sitting there. So I'm actually waiting to when I am got fresh eyes to look very carefully before I, <laughs> I know you're laughing if I mean, but really you know, have a closer look before you click because once I click, I may expose myself and expose everything within the business. But um, I, I think the information we're discussing today is really vital and people should take the time to, to look and, and make sure. And perhaps it's something that even needs to start in the school system. When you think about it, children are learning online. Even if they're in school, they're still doing so much work and online. We're making purchases online. You know, the world has changed um, since this COVID has come through, but not everyone is that savvy. And so, you know, the, the, the margin of error is so small, but the consequences can be, can be long-term. I mean, we hear about the big corporations that have no choice but to make these payments and, and they can protect themselves a little bit better, but what about us, you know? What do we do? So Nadim, tell us, what can we do other than having two-step authentication, being a little bit more focused before we open the email, changing our passwords frequently? What else can we do to protect ourselves? Well, can I add something real quick? Before? Yeah, go ahead. Yes. Um, I, I have a simple rule. If you didn't order it, you don't need to look at it. Simple. If you... <laughs> If they're sending you, you, you want this prize or pick up your um, this and you didn't apply for it, then leave it. Just try not to be so curious to open every single thing. I'm talking to the individual now because I know so many people that do it and they send it to me. I don't know why people always send me stuff, but they send me, look, I want this. I'm like, did you apply for it? No. So how can you win something? You did not apply for it. And you sending it to me, you're spreading the virus. And you're sending it as a broadcast, you're sending the virus to all your contacts. So that curiosity, sometimes we just have to kill it. Just a simple tip. 
sorry. Go ahead, maybe. <laughs> yeah, Peter, you forget the fact that I will send you a video later on of a pair of kids who actually ordered a TV screen, a 70-inch TV screen from Amazon without their parents even knowing it. So, yeah, you do, <laughs> you do get orders sometimes when you haven't actually placed them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, back to the question. Uh, so the first thing you should always do is protect yourself. And uh, there are some basic things that we can do. Number one is install a proper endpoint security um, solution. There are many free or affordable solutions out there. I personally use Sophos. So uh, there's a Sophos family edition, which is free of charge and can be installed on multiple devices and can be managed centra centrally over the cloud. So you get access to a central account where you can uh, monitor all your devices. You get notifications whenever any device is affected or vulnerable. You can control what um, what access the users have on these devices. So on my children's phones and devices and iPads, for example, they cannot access illegal websites, um, websites with adult content, unproductive websites, virus-infected websites. And this uh, gives me an extra protection, layer of protection from that point How of view. How exactly do you do that, Matt? Sorry? How exactly do you do that? So, I don't know if I can paste here. So there's a, uh, if you just, just go to sophos.com or you can Google Sophos um, family and then you can have access to their uh, software. And it's an easy to install application, very easy to manage. It walks you through it. You create an account online, and then every time you install the device on your, the uh, sorry, the endpoint security on your device, it asks you to log in, and it automatically adds the device on your to your account. So anytime you log into your account, you have that information there. So a lot is happening right now. I just want to push this conversation a bit farther. Um, just this month, the FBI sounded the alarm on a particular black hat ransomware, and which it says has now victimized at least 60 entities worldwide um, as of March this year. There are some who have of the opinion, um, Nadi, that this trend will continue as long as profit incentives remain high and you know outweighs perceived risks of criminal prosecution how much of prosecution have you seen in this in this regard and what kind of government policies can nigeria begin uh, can begin to take advantage of oh, wow that's a uh, that's an interesting question now in terms of uh, question <laughs> in terms of prosecution to be honest uh, nifemi I'm not sure if you watch the news, you barely hear of any high-end, um, uh, sorry, um, what do you call them, uh, arrests, <clears throat> right? So they, they are not that easily detected. When it comes to Nigeria, let me refrain from giving any comments I'm not 100% sure about, but what I can tell you is even the biggest or the highest, the most secure organizations in the U.S., are uh, vulnerable to attacks from hackers, all right? So no matter what the government does, there are always companies who are prone or individuals who are prone to attacks. Now, what can the government do? I honestly cannot answer that question. It's beyond me, to be honest. It sounds like these cyber attackers have outsmarted us all. 
Look, once again, if you take the basic measures like Peter said, like Dr. Emma said, like I'm suggesting right now, I mean, I haven't been attacked. None of my family members have had this uh, any ransomware attack in the past, not even a virus in the past. And there's a reason why. Basic education on what to do and what not to do on your devices, on your systems, how to prevent uh, getting attacked is simple. You can't always be 100% bulletproof, but just take the right measures in place. This is the Thinking Reimagine podcast, sponsored by Allied Empowerment. Allied Empowerment Consultancy offers leadership and innovation through bespoke human development solutions, brain-based leadership, and coaching. Allied Empowerment empowers business leaders, teams, and individuals to intentionally accentuate desired outcomes built on trust, curiosity, psychological safety, engagement, and communication. Allied Empowerment thriving in a sustainable and valued manner. Dr. Amma, perhaps one of the things government can do was what you suggested earlier about um, putting this in our curriculum. Um, you, you know, uh, Peter earlier talked about how curiosity can make you click on anything. You know, considering the economic challenge, you see someone send you a message and say you have won... <laughs> It's of thousands of naira, and you have you don't have any money in your pocket. You haven't even taken breakfast. You're likely going to hit on that link. I mean, I mean, without thinking twice. Would you agree? Well, no, you're absolutely right, and that is the way that most people um, do get attacked. Is you know, you look at the the current social situation, the economic situation here, the security <laughs> issues. And people are easily swayed by those emails, by those messages, by those text messages. I mean, it, there's so many. It's like, how many people can you block in a day? Becomes the, the big, the big um, act. But I do think it really should be part of the curriculum, starting in primary school, because children are digital. They they digitalize classrooms information they're doing homework it's very i mean you see children holding phones and doing what they need to do they have ipads they have all of these devices for doing their work so really what's happened is what we thought would occur 20 30 years from now has actually come into come to fruition and we have no choice and uh you know classroom books are available digitally anything is available for um, as a source of attack. And I do feel that, you know, whilst in Nigeria, the big thing is getting rid of the Yahoo voice and the, you know, all of this 419, but that is just a, just a slithering of what is actually going on. Um, we, had a, we had somebody recently who from the UK make, made a booking for a house or a hotel or something and literally exposed himself and uh, was not happy because you know you go to the banks and the banks sort of put their hands up and say well but you clicked on it mm. yes you did you know so and and this was an this is an educated person who honestly believes that that email that connection that link was to make an honest payment for something that was that was needed and had been requested Unfortunately, somebody had hacked into the other system, saw it, and diverted the funds. 
So the estate agent didn't get the fund, but somebody else got the fund and he had to make the payment. So you do have to be really mindful. There's, there's a level of educating yourself. There's a level of being mindful of what you're clicking on. And this is another form of security that people need to pay attention to. We're so busy securing our homes, putting you know, the security cameras and all of that, but you need to protect your data. You need to protect your phone. You need to be mindful of what what platforms are you going to. You know, yeah. you're on LinkedIn. You're on you're on you know Instagram. On name it. What platforms are you going to? And do people recognize that the more platforms they're on, the more likely they're exposing themselves to things? I I don't think they realize it. So mm. we we need we really need to keep that into. Um, into our thought process. I mean, I do use a VPN. I don't know that VPNs are absolutely foolproof, but I do feel that by changing my VPN as frequently as I can, I'm hopefully adding further security to um, the places that I that I go um, on on the World Wide Web. This is a big topic, and uh, you know we're speaking as individuals and small business owners but we know that corporations they they pay and they're not going to tell us what's going on because they don't want you to think that they're not secure um but we do receive those messages your 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 what's it called your password has been compromised you know when you receive it pay attention and and make that change as quickly as possible but it's always recommended that you change your password as as frequently as possible or use that two-step um, authentication so that you have further measures to, to what you're doing. But most people don't. Most people share their phone. Most people pass on, like, like um, Peter said, most people are passing and sharing links without being aware that uh, you're exposing others, really. Uh, if I may That's add- That's why to the what, word virus, uh, yes. Okay. If I may add to what Dr. Emma said in terms of uh, protecting our homes, but we're not really investing into protecting ourselves, our uh, digital home, put it this way. Um, another thing to invest in is a firewall. So there are so many routers nowadays that we can buy, uh, home routers, that come with a firewall system that can easily protect us from external attacks. That's number one. Number two is it can also help us block uh, malicious websites at the gateway. So before we can even access them, it's already blocked by the router, by the firewall. Beyond that, uh, protecting our kids, our children, our families. So my three kids have access to their iPads and the iPhones and whatever devices. So what we do is we have screen time for them or family link on uh, Android devices. And then we restrict any application, that, they cannot install any, any application they want. They have to ask for approval first. So there's so many measures we can put in place and it all starts at home and then it goes outside in terms of the businesses and the corporate world. I like it. Okay, what I wanted to add is, um, who needs more education more is the adults because these kids are digitally um, enhanced or whatever you want to call it. But the adults, especially those ones that, that spread the religious text, send this to 10 contact that is how you spread and you'll be blessed those um chain letters chain whatever if the adults feel like everything needs to be shared but the kids are more focused on what they're posting and what they're doing i'm talking about the um sharing of data and i mean information now so the adults to need that education 
I think more than the kids. Yes, it should be part of the curriculum because little kids up to, I saw a video yesterday that was very disturbing. Uh, like a three or four year old girl was doing her homework and she had a book and inside the book was a cell phone. I don't even want to know what she was looking at. And when her mom came home, she closed the book and the mom said, oh, you're doing your homework. And she said, yes, mommy. And the mom said, good girl. And when the mom left, she opened the book and, and she, she was looking at something exactly. she's not supposed to be looking at. So the parents and adults too need that education. And I'm happy we're doing this because this is creating awareness for both young and old, and especially the uncles and aunties that like to forward text every single morning, every single day, every single hour, they're forwarding something that's gonna change your life. And half of those things are viruses or spyware or whatever you call it, but they, they don't have a clue that that's what they're doing. I agree with you completely. I remember sending some money to my dad a month ago, and then he called me and said he has been duped. You know, someone had called him, you know, that gave him one fable of a story, how his account had issues in the bank, and then he gave out his um, ATM details, and before you know it, his account was completely clear. Um, Nadim, quickly talk to us about VPNs. Um, some, some months ago, when the Nigerian government banned Twitter, many people opted for VPNs to be able to bypass that ban. Some of us were a little bit scared because we hear that when you when you attempt doing that, you become more open to cyber attack. How true is that? So VPN, the whole point of VPN, a virtual private network, is to kind of create a tunnel between you and the server you're connected to to get out to the internet. So whatever traffic is going through this tunnel is undetected by your ISP if they're putting a ban. And that's why some people were able to bypass the ban on Twitter. Because um, like we are an ISP and we had to block Twitter for our subscribers. And then the only way for them to access it was to go through VPN. We're not allowed to block VPN. It's used for businesses. So what makes it VPN different from another VPN. There are lots of free VPNs out there. Should you trust them? The answer is no. Free means they don't have enough money to um, to invest in a proper infrastructure in terms of security or backup. So your traffic is more or less exposed. Go for um, proper VPN solutions that are good, that are rated, that have been criticized, reviewed, and have good positive reviews. Pay for it and be safe. Now, what's the risk of going through a VPN? Just like any Wi-Fi network or local network you can connect it to, um, a good hacker can just listen on listen on all the traffic that's going through that network, and they can identify specific patterns or specific uh, packets that they can that would allow them to get access to your passwords, and then you're gone. You've lost everything you can. The same thing happens through a VPN if it's not a properly secured VPN, right? So once again, don't go for the cheap or the, the free VPN, go for the good ones. I'm not saying pay lots of money for it, just read the reviews about it, make sure it's, it has good reviews, it's positive, and that's it. You know, I also think that a lot has to change in the mind of the people. Not many people are open to paying for apps, you know, whether you call it um, the Play Store on um, on um, on Android and then I don't know what um, 
what it's called on iOS. People people here just usually would look for free apps and things that they don't have, they wouldn't have to exchange money for. But I think I'm learning now that the more free it is, the more likely you are <laughs> you are you are exposed to these possible attacks. Let me add something here. Let me yes. interrupt you for a minute. We talk of free, we talk of we don't want to pay money. Now think of what value you put to the pictures on your phone. What value do you put to the files on your PC? What value do you put to the voice notes you receive from your lost relatives? These are priceless items. If you feel that paying 20, 30, 50 dollars a year to get yourself protected is a lot, if your data is not worth that much, it's your call. Okay, I, I think just wanted a lot to just of add people very too. quickly. Yes. Oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. I, I was going to add to the, the VPN. If you do pay for a good VPN, be sure that you change it frequently. It's really important. Don't stay on the same VPN. Um, don't stay too long. I mean, I try to change mine every day, every other day, but I never go beyond a week of not changing it on all my devices. Um, it's very, very critical. It helps increase your, your protection. And that for me is priceless. And the other thing I wanted to add is um, back up your data, back up your data as much as possible. So if anything happens, you've got your data protected really and truly. Yeah, it's, it's, it's important to secure your data because that's where the value is, is in your data. And uh, you know, if you value your data and your intellectual property, then just like you protect your home, you have to do the same thing. And it does cost money. But look, to be fair, it's not that expensive, any uh, I'll give you some basic, I'm not promoting any brands here. I'm just gonna give some basic examples, right? If you buy a Microsoft 365 solution, which gives you access to Microsoft Office, which most of us use, uh, Word, Excel, PowerPoint, uh, it comes with one terabyte of OneDrive, um, what do you call it? One terabyte of OneDrive data, storage, sorry, storage. Now, and that one terabyte can be actually used by up to six devices, and every device get this one terabyte. So I pay, let's say, $100 a year, and I have Office for the six devices, six users, and one terabyte per user. And that's more than enough to back up all our, all our information. To add to that, as a as an iPhone user, as an Apple user, I have also um, iCloud. I subscribe to two terabytes, and all my data is backed up to the cloud as well across all my Apple devices. So it really is basic. It costs a bit of money per year, yes, but it's worth it. Absolutely. And, and I'm just going okay, to take what I want to add is the reality of yes. Please go ahead. <laughs> um. Okay, um, you know, I always come from the underdog point of view. A lot of people cannot afford to, I know that's what you're going to say, to spend like $100 a year. That's number one. And then there's this thing called, I think, breaking or break. I don't know what they do, where they go to like um, those computer places and they break the code and then they give access to, I don't know what it's called, but they do that. And also... I personally don't trust anything. I'm not putting down anything. 
I don't back up anything to iCloud. I put everything on my hard drive because I had an experience with, I don't know if I should be saying this brands, but one of those brands with the double O and I found all pictures of myself like eating in the bathroom. And I don't know how those pictures got there because I didn't take those pictures. So now I deactivated everything. I don't know, is that safe to do? But I put everything on my hard drive now because I'm kind of scared of that. I don't know how my pictures, it was just random. Like I'm sitting here and I have a picture of myself. Cause one day the um, drive just opened by mistake and I saw pictures of myself in the bathroom. And I was like, how did these pictures get taken? Because I didn't take them. So I'm kind of scared of backing things up. So I don't know if I was hacked or my phone was cloned or something. So I think we should be careful of that too, because we know what can, I mean, they were not bad pictures, but it was scary. So I don't know how that happened. You know, Peter, there's a certain point beyond which we can, I mean, at certain point, at some point you have to go online, right? You can't stay offline the whole time. So yeah, ideally, if you can stay offline and keep all your data on local drives, that's fine. But then again, you need to have a backup drive and a backup drive to that backup drive or figure a way out to continuously make sure you back up your data on a regular basis religiously. Don't forget about that. So yeah, you can do it. You have to be disciplined about it. You know, th these things can become so scary and you just want to completely move offline. It's just that um, it's not also to an extent realistic. You take the banks, for instance, over the years, we've seen a continued deployment of digital platforms for the benefits of customers. With these also, we've seen an increase in fraud and fraudsters have now migrated from the usual way of defrauding people to digital channels, um, using social engineering, cut theft, and things like that. We're wrapping up now. I'd just like to hear your final thoughts on this particular one, and uh, perhaps what you think has worked for you thus far, and how you want the viewer or the listener to also begin to adapt their lives to these new realities. Perhaps one of the things that people need to know is that unlike you know, armed robbery that people break into banks in the next couple of years. There won't be things like that. It will go online because that's 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 our reality. We we make purchases online, we keep our monies online, and we also need to start thinking how we can begin to safeguard these things. Dr. Ama, I'm going to start with you with your closing remarks. Well, I think you basically said it, and um, you have to safeguard your data the same way you protect yourself physically must be the same way you protect your data because we are going to become more and more digitalized and there will come a, i mean look think about ai ai is another aspect that's come on board and that is also going to um, make this uh, more transformative as time goes on so my big thing is educate yourself you have to educate yourself you've got to become aware and pay attention to the details of the messages the texts and all of those things that are coming through and protect yourself as you protect yourself physically protect yourself digitally very very critical and indeed one of the ways you can educate yourself is keep listening to the thinking reimagine podcast because um indeed you just there's just a way of getting all those information you need on this platform. <laughs> Peter Armand Boyer, you're next. Yes. 
Okay. Um, well, taking from what Dr. Amani did and you have said, I think the most important thing is you protect your digital devices or your digital life the same way you protect your house. You lock your door at night. You don't, you don't leave your bedroom door open for someone to walk in. These days, our phones are more personal than even our best friends because everything is on the phone. Your life, everything is on the phone or your laptop or your digital device. So it protects it like it would protect your own self. So be very aware and be very, very cautious. That's what I would say. So Nadim just shared a link on the Zoom platform. I, I hope this is not a Trojan. Hope this is a malicious link because the phone is not correctly spelled. So, so that's what I was going to talk about now, Nifemi. The link that I just posted, if you notice, first of all, it starts with HTTPS. That S is a very valuable S. Always make sure that the link you're accessing has an S in it, HTTPS. That means it's a secure link. Any link that oh. has just HTTP column slash slash might is not secure. So if you're not familiar with it, avoid it at all costs. That's one. Two, I'm going to talk about two links that we can use to be a bit proactive, uh, Nifemi. One is what I just pasted now, which is have I been pawned? Now, H-A-V-E-I-B-E-E-N-P-W-N-E-D.com. If you open that link and you put in your email address, it will show you if your account was part of any um, websites or organizations that were hacked in the past and they had your information stored in them. This happened to LinkedIn in the past. It happened to many other companies in the past. Just put your email address there and you'll see I was... I think my address was in about 22 or a pond 22 times. Mm. So, wow. yeah, that would be the first thing. Log in, change your passwords on all the sites that you see your email address listed in. Another site that I would recommend people access is called eicar.org, E-I-C-A-R.org. And you can download a test malware from that link. It's a test, it's a trial malware, it's for test purposes only, it's not an actual malware, but it will help you determine or uh, test your antivirus or endpoint security if it's gonna block this file or not. If it allows you to download the file on your system without any alert, that means you're unprotected. If you have a good endpoint security solution, antivirus solution, and you click on that link, it should block you and not allow you to download that file because it's a trial, it's a test malware. Once again, eicar, E-I-C-A-R dot org. Ah, uh, thank you. Thank I just you so checked much. mine. I've been pawned once. Oh, you have pawned once. <laughs> yeah. Bad. I just checked it now. So that's good, right? Really? Yeah, that's, that's good. Make sure you change that password. <laughs> okay. You should change your password. So the second time it won't be, you know what I mean? <laughs> Thank you so much. I think it's been a very, very um, exhaustive conversation. I have to listen myself so I can pick every other thing that I've missed. A big thank you to Nadim Chidiat for joining us, Peter Avant Boyer, Dr. Amma. Everyone should listen to this one. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you very much. And I am Ifem Yugunsoy. See you next time. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Thank, thank you, you, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. And don't get pawned. <laughs> <laughs>
This has been a Thinking Reimagined podcast. The executive producer is Dr. Amma. Co-producer Peter Amon Boyle. And it is moderated by Nifemi Okuntoye. The podcast is edited by Nelkan and supervised by Dun Sokwa. Thinking Reimagined emphasizes the importance of transformational conversations which have as their aim the bringing about of the rich diversity of thoughts and most importantly, powerful and applicable effective solutions and change. The views, opinions and contributions of the panelists are exclusively theirs and do not reflect the opinions of thinking reimagined producers or personnel. Thank, Thank you, you for, for listening, listening and we, we hope you have enjoyed, enjoyed this episode. episode. We invite you to subscribe to Thinking Reimagined on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play and other outlets. We look forward to presenting another riveting episode next week. Thinking Reimagined podcast is produced by Live Abundantly. We welcome your thoughts and invite you to visit our website livesabundantly.com or you can follow us on social media on Live Abundantly 8. Thinking, Thinking Reimagined, changing the mindset, the mindset for, for a better, better global, global society. society.